Conversation with L.Y. And we're streaming on multiple per, uh, sites. You can catch us up on Spotify and YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, and YouTube. And uh, yes, after we are through with this show, uh, through the good works of Sean, we're able to put things into place. And uh, those six uh, podcast uh, sites plus more to be coming forth. And then I got a major announcement in about three weeks, about three weeks. It's been very clear to me that uh, this one hour is just not going to sit uh, for what we would like to get covered in any given week. And so just stay tuned. You'll be the first to know that there's some signs I so I was telling some folks that I know that I was supposed to be retiring. Well, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm going to come back in. Uh, nowhere near the schedule I was carrying, no can I physically, but I'm going to be back much more airtime in the coming weeks, and that announcement will be made here real soon. Uh, I spent this past Friday at the Talkers Magazine's annual 31st conference up in uh, Hofstra University in New York City. And uh, family, I tell you, I was surprised that uh, they were able to come to a conclusion that for the Talkers Magazine 2022 Heavy 100, that I uh, went out at the post of number 38. So I'm very, very, very pleased with that. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, some good folks there at Talkers Magazine. Uh, I have been honored by them with a humanitarian award. I've been honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award. And to look at the fact that with their selection of the 100 best talk hosts in America, that uh, we ended the portion of my career, I'm going to call that a portion, a major portion, 25 years, uh, at post number 38. So, all right, thank you. So there you go. And uh, also, while I was there, I was able to, as I do every year, meet new friends and other associates. But an old friend uh, I was there, and he received from them what they call their Freedom of Speech Award. And uh, I'm sure most of the members there were a little bit taken back by who got it because this person is very clearly uh, able to stand and speak for himself and uh, agree with him or don't agree with him. He's going to tell you what he's thinking, unbrought and unbossed. And I'm speaking about none other than Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley was there in New York, received that prestigious award, and uh, he and I had a chance to talk. Things are blooming very well for the fella. Uh, he's got his own radio network in Los Angeles, California, 
and uh, has a $60 million program of expansion. And uh, <laughs> I'll simply just say that I'm, hope, I expect to be working with him on a couple of projects for the fall coming of this year. Okay. All right. Let me give a big shout out to a group that I had been, I mean, come on, most of us, if you're in any type of position where you can, you're serving the community, you've got to know about black men unifying black men. And I mean, this, this group uh, is a Baltimore-based group created to uplift black men through intergenerational thought-provoking conversations. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. They do it. And uh, this past uh, Saturday, uh, they met over at the Art Social Club. Art Social Club, one of the oldest, if not the oldest, uh, social club organized nonprofit uh, in the state, certainly some say the country. And they're getting some things done there. I want to commend them, Art Social Club, I do. Uh, the, uh, the facility is getting uh, fixed up, and uh, but what a joy it was to be in there. I haven't been there in a few years, and wow, it's going to be okay. I want to commend the good people there at Art Social Club. But the black men, uh, unifying black men, this non-political, Baltimore-based group of black men who meet monthly to engage in discussion. The charge is to uh, is, is is to affect life-altering changes in the lives of black men and boys throughout Baltimore. "Quote unquote, we are a hub of bringing black men together for the purpose of knowing each other, working together, and creating relationships that allow great things to happen." And that uh, comes from Bill Gooden, one of the six founding members. The group meets on the first Saturday of each month over breakfast at a black-owned establishment. Most meetings revolve around how to elevate the lives of Baltimoreans, but some Saturdays feature keynote speakers, like local politicians. Uh, we don't give political endorsements as a group, but we bring in politicians to speak to us that members of that group can learn what's being proposed, and we can help to educate our members. The prevailing narrative nationwide embraces the belief that black men are largely absent and do not commute for the benefit of the community. But this group has for the last eight years, family, served as the root organization for other grassroots organizations. And their impact is evident in the businesses they have helped build. We are us movement established by Dr. Andre Bundling, a founder, assist city charm residents, especially men and women, with securing resources. Dr. Bundling and are in the streets. Ah, we are different neighborhoods bringing resources and connecting people to those different resources, like drug counseling and helping people get jobs. So I'm, I'm just telling you, uh, I'm sure I'm going to ask them the next time they get the date confirmed that they're going to be um, 
meeting and where. Uh, we're going to use this vehicle to let you know as a community. And guys, this is one organization well worth you hooking up to. I mean, as uh, Bill says, we have any hope of saving ourselves. Black men will have to play an important role. We have to recognize the fact that we need to unify. We need to know each other so that we can, what? Work together. And uh, so I want to give them a high, high salute, Mr. Gooden, Michael Eugene Johnson, Mr. David Murphy. I mean, you are uh, this, this, I was really pleased, so very pleased to be a part of your meeting this past Saturday morning. Also, uh, let me also tell you, do not forget, if you can, not, please, there's a publication that's been around for a while, and uh, it comes out quarterly, but uh, the work that goes into it is major, and uh, the National Black Unity News, promoting unity in our communities. We're keeping the dream alive. Then uh, I like this part where he says, if not us, then who? If not now, then when? And so uh, I'm looking right now at the April, May, June edition. Uh, I would suggest that you make it your business to get the subscription. Uh, they are well worth uh, it. David uh, Murphy Sr., the publisher, the entrepreneur, the organizer, uh, he deserves accolades. And we want to commend him and his fine folk for putting this together. And uh, I'm going to have him on the show with us, hopefully sometime within the next uh, two weeks or so, because he just deserves to be given some special recognition. And we need to have in our possession the National Black Unity News, for sure. All right? Uh, how things going in the city? Well, uh, I like to help the underdog, right? So you know I must like the underdogs when I was hoping deep down inside that Miami, the Heat, would uh, take on the uh, Nuggets and, 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 and maybe win. But then after the first game, I said, Larry, you sure, as hard as it is to keep some change, you're going to put your money down on the Heat? Well, last night... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but, oh, did they pull it out. Oh, they hustled, and did they hustle. And so the Heat took on the Nuggets and beat that giant. What did we, I think he got 41 points, Sean. I think he got 41 points. And uh, But anyway, we'll see. Um, uh, I'm, just, I'm, pr I'm proud. Of, I, after the first game, I said, they're going to be wiped out like the Lakers. But, nope, didn't happen. Didn't happen, thank you. Didn't happen. And, uh, and is Afram coming up this week or next week? Uh, I know it's coming around the corner pretty soon. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you 
out there. Let me commend, uh, don't do it often, but let me commend the Sun Papers. They did a fantastic story. If you didn't see it, please make sure you get a copy. It's called A Place to Blossom. With the 17th through the 18th is that frame. Okay, thank you, partner. The, uh, I did a piece on A Place to Blossom. Uh, the squeezy jobs dried up for some Baltimore intersections after the city ban. Now some have found work through the Hire Up program. And uh, I want to commend uh, the uh, Lily Price, O'Malley um, um, uh, um, Apello, who put the piece together. Real strong piece, well worth your reading. And coming shows, I want to pick up on something that I uh, did see. A four-day work week has some workplaces inspired. What you think? Yeah, firms try a new way to boost satisfaction and productivity. As the head of a technical firm for the Baltimore Software Company, uh, that's uh, Paul David, he is of TriArt, a Baltimore-based company that develops printing software. The company shifted to a four-day work week. So we want to have a discussion around that. We did that some time ago. Let's see how you feel now a couple of years later. Should we or should we not be looking at and advantages of a four-day work week. As long as the salary don't get decreased and you work four days, I think I can find some time to be interested in looking further. Doggone it, here's another situation where the it's no secret that Baltimore spends millions of dollars annually on legal settlements. And following investigation by the Baltimore Sun and a published and pushed by the city council, the agreements the city strikes to settle claims of police misconduct, municipal negligence, and other wrongdoing have in large part been brought out of the shadows over the last decade. Baltimore Spending Board gives public notice of proposed settlements, reviews, such as deals and open meetings, and the city has curtailed its use of gag orders that obscured who was getting payouts. But lurking behind the publicized agreements are additional costs that boost the financial impact of litigation on Baltimore taxpayers. That money, which in 2022 represented $300,000 for every $1 million of $18 million spent on settlements, is paid to private attorneys. Much of it went to defend the city against further claims of mis police misconduct in cases that have not been settled. Wow. In some instances, the fees paid for private attorneys to represent officials credibly accused or convicted of crimes, like Wayne Jenkins, the leader of the Disgraced Gun Trace Task Force, almost also paid outside counsel to represent um, the, in, in, in complicated lawsuits. Whew. According to to the resources that were made available in, 19, in 2022, Baltimore paid $6.4 million to private attorneys. Whew. Okay. Got to look into it. Got to look into it. If we're going to be looking at what's going on over there where the mayor and two council members have issued a joint statement Friday night that delivered a stinging rebuke to the leadership of the Baltimore office of promotion and arts that vowed to explore alternative options. 
the statement, which was signed by the mayor, Council President Dick Mosby, and Eric Costello, chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, was in sentence a vote of no confidence in the organization's board of directors. So let's we're going to have that up for discussion next Monday. Be listening in. I'm going to tell you, family, be honest with you, one of my biggest frights, one of my biggest frights is what's going on with AI. Come on. I don't know how many of you would, and all of us need to be concerned, in my opinion. Uh, the U.S. Copyright Office took the easy way out when it decided recently that images created with artificial intelligence are not entitled to legal protection because they don't require sufficient human creativity. That is disappointing to people who are producing highly uh, initiative work with AI. If they can make their images publicly available, they can be stolen by anyone and used for any purpose. I mean, do you know it's gotten so bad now that people are using AI to write term papers, to do their homework, you make a suggestion that I want to give a speech on blank, 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 and go to AI, give them a sentence, and tell them to do the speech for you. Come on. So I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to try to get one of the few people that I know that's comfortable talking about the topic. Uh, it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to be mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. And uh, <laughs> we keep messing around with these machines. Yeah. Keep messing around with these machines here. All right. The president has signed the, dip, the debit deal to end the crisis. The agreement averting a U.S. default suspends the drama until 2025. Yes, the president signed the legislation Saturday that lifts the nation's debt ceiling, averting an unprecedented default on the federal government's debt. And they were going to mess two things that I definitely know the deep, deep, deep value of them personally. Social Security, don't touch that. And Medicare, Medicaid, all that kind of stuff. I tell you, these these Republicans, I, I guess we sort of had to pause and take a hat off to the speaker. I mean, he, him and Biden sat down and apparently listening to both of them, they worked out or something and... And the progressives are supposed to be not happy with it. The conservatives are not happy with it. So the middle ground is where it went. But I am glad they came to the agreement personally. I'm glad they came to the agreement. I am very glad that they did come to the agreement. Family, let's keep in prayer the, the fact that that major tragedy in India, the death toll tops 280, and the India uh, tragedy where the prime minister had been scheduled to inaugurate an electoral semi-high-speed train equipped with safety feature, another step in the modernization of the railroad system that's pretty poor over there in a country that needs all the attention it can get. So, so let me uh, have... Uh, opportunity to pause here. I'll try to give you a little bit more news tidbits. That's why I'm telling you, listen in. This one hour is really squeezing me down. I can, I can only give this and this and then move on. I don't want to do that. I need more time and I'm working through the process. We're going to get a little bit more time. But uh, let's get over on the phone here and uh, 
in Reliance Lit. So let's remember, I want to have an hour, so I'm going to do as much as I can to get as much up as I possibly can. But I can turn right now to uh, one of my best friends. What about brother, Professor Ray Davis? Good morning, sir. How are you? How are you? No bad day, sir. No bad. <laughs> you know how to make me feel good. There you go. How you doing, man? Again, um, <clears throat> we woke up, you and I, and, you know, for your long-term listeners, um, to see where you were a year ago, <sighs> to see where you are now, Come on, if anyone doubts that oh. there's a God, Come on. just look at your story. Come on, Doc. Don't start me now. Thank you much. I'm, I'm going to be very, very brief yes, because sir. I have um, we have a guest, Mr. William Beverly, who's he's, vice president of my organization. He's, Baltimore he's on standby waiting. Yes, sir. And I'm going to let him talk. But I did want to. I heard you mention um, AI, and I wanted to give like a 45-second uh, overview of that. And then come back when we heard, when we, I really want to open up the airwaves because I'm telling you, Ray, it's, this scares me. Well, I'll come on next week to do a special about AI. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. There there, there are um, two schools of thought on AI. First of all, it stands for artificial intelligence. Now, the real concern of AI is something called the singularity. The singularity is, uh, and this is a scientific fact, the singularity is that computers will become conscious as how we define consciousness and then communicate with each other. My son actually works in this field, hmm. and he said to me two years ago that the year 2025 will be man's last invention. And I said, why do you say that? And he said, Dad, because that's when we project that these machines will become conscious, and the first thing they will do is eradicate us because they will see us as a threat. Hello. Now, and and along with him, people like Elon Musk and many people from the AI world, they believe that, too. Now, there is another school that does not accept that. They mm. don't believe that machines can become conscious. Mm. But, but let's make sure we understand how we define consciousness. We only define consciousness as the ability to hear see, smell, taste, and touch. Well, we already have machines that can uh, do all of those things. So if these machines have the awareness that they are uh, sentient beings that are competing with other beings on this planet, human beings don't have a choice. The last point on that, AI has already wiped out. It already wipes out about a million jobs a day. There you go. Come on now. A day. That's why I want to put some time on this, man. I got to put and some last, time on this. Many of our bosses now are robots and machines. So on that note, I'll join you next week. Please. And uh, have a good day. Thank you, soldier. Uh, take care. Uh, thank you, my buddy. Mr. Beverly. Yes. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us, sir. Yes. I appreciate that you allow me to come on because one of the main things that you bring to the table is our consciousness of what's going on in our community. And one thing I thought that was important when I was talking to this young black man, as the, as the vice president of BCLC, but I came in Baltimore as an Army soldier recruiting for the United States Army, growing up in Newark, New Jersey. There's some things I see that's going on that really disturbs me, and bringing it to the table today was important. 
we know in Florida that they're deleting black history. Trying to. Black history yes, sir. is so important to us. If, they, if it wasn't important, we wouldn't have found out that we had black women a part of the space program through a movie called Hidden Figures. <laughs> you know, it's a shame that me being 60-something years old, I had to find out that through a movie and much, probably many more African-Americans, it was the same way. And just like I've talked to my son, who's 27 years old, I said, look, before 65, we were called Negroes or colored people. White people thought it was a bonus by calling us colored people until James Brown brought out, we're black and we're proud. Hey. People thought that being black was always in our history. It was not. If someone called you black in the 60s, early 60s, you might have wanted to fight. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure that our history through your program and other programs fight to, that black history stays in our schools, Please. you know, and it's so important that little things like Elijah Muhammad, the Black Panthers of our histories in the 60s, they wasn't against black people in the community. They was our soldiers in the community. Right. When brothers got out of jail, they went to the Temple of Islam, so they wouldn't have to go back into the same program. Now they are forced to go to games. Mm. The Temple of Islam was, a, I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. but it was a purpose for them, and I don't want that to be wiped out of our history, what they brought to the table okay. in the 60s for our community. Yes, sir. And we need someone like you to make sure those history lessons are not lost. And that's why I appreciate the time to talk to you today. It's all right. It's all right. So now I understand y'all doing some great work out there. Well, BCLC, we did a male-to-male um, symposium with Dr. Scott just to bring some things to the table for the young black men from 13 to 16. Uh, Windsor Mill Middle in Baltimore County opened their doors to do the symposium because a lot of those young blacks are caught within the games because they have no choice. And some of these um, people are not actually reaching out to them and saying, what the alternatives are from joining the game so that you don't have to go down some of the same roads that we see on TV every day. So many young blacks are going to jail for murder. So many blacks are still dealing with the drug problems of the day. So what do we do as a community to help these young men? And through Dr. Scott, the founder of the BCLC, he thought that at least we could do our part about trying to educate the young blacks giving them different alternatives, but, talking about financial literacy, leadership, commitment, and and I, I'm glad to be a part of BCLC with Ray Davis as the president. Brother, if you'd be so kind as to explain each initial, please. Baltimore County Leaders and Citizens. Those are the BCLC. We've, we have a group of individuals that are educators, professionals, who just give their time. We're not looking for any... Uh, money or anything like that, but to be, to uplift the community. And we stretch out to Baltimore City, through Baltimore County. Um, the shooting at one of the high schools really stimulated the men's coming forward to try to do more to help these young people um, not to have to go through the streets of violence. We need them to be soldiers, right. but not through this way. We need soldiers in our community you don't have to join the army to be a soldier, but we need to make sure they understand how to be 
courteous, respectful, but strong. And um, right. we just need to be able to have men like yourself to have the airways open, but find a way to reach those young people. They're not listening to all the radio stations. They are tied up with the wrong music all the time. They can't. They don't have versatility. And we need to find outlets to give them, to give them some versatility to help them become strong physically, mentally, and spiritually. Just do this for me, good brother. Stay in touch. Don't be away too long. Come back occasionally. Tell us what's going on and how we can continue to use our airways to give some help to you. I want to appreciate you. Thank you. Good morning to you. Best of luck in the processing of getting your goals achieved. Brother Ray Davis, once again, thank you. All righty. Good morning, good morning, family. In conversation with L.Y. Streaming from multiple sites, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Apple Products, iHeart Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Google Play. Yeah, thanks to the good work of our good buddy here, John, we are able to be ready to go, usually two or three days right after this show, right there on Spotify and others. So, and we got a major announcement coming. Please stay tuned. This one hour just will not do. I know I'm supposed to be retired, but uh, that's going to happen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to do nowhere near the hours, but enough where I can share and care. And I want to do just that. Okay, everyone's lit. So, please, I only got, uh, what are you here? I got about uh, 20 minutes, and then uh, we're going to get everybody in as possible. But I'm going to pull you as you came on board, okay? Starting with Brother Allen. Brother Allen, good morning to you, good sir. Let me ask you something, Larry. I'm pretty smart. You know, politics, there's not a lot of friends in politics, but the government is supposed to speak for itself. Thank God we didn't have a Black Monday. Will Ukraine bail us out if uh, Biden and uh, McCarthy wouldn't uh, negotiate it? Will Mexico bail us out if uh, Biden and McCarthy didn't negotiate? Because, you know, a catastrophic event is a very, it's like brothers against sisters, friends, we might uh, disown you for being friends. We got all these allies. If we would have collapsed on this morning, who would have came and bailed us out? And, you know, it was real sad that the immigrant got more attention than the citizen of this country. I think we waste a lot of money. And the military, they were even trying to take the people who died in the war. And Ukraine, how can they get $100 billion? They got government selling us out, man. I think we got to start trying to uh, elect women. Kamala and some, uh, like, a good governor out of Michigan. Man, I just want to go to these other people. We almost had a collapse on this morning. Black Monday. Brother, I'm thanking you. You <laughs> always gonna give a strong one, That's Brother Allen, for you. No doubt about it. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. 1987 Black Monday. Let's go with the senior warrior, Mr. Leo Barrows. <laughs> good morning, Senator Larry Young. How you doing? Hey, good brother. Listen, thank you for your continuing ministry and and growth and steadfastness and love of our people. We so much appreciate all that you do. Right back at you. Uh, let me make a quick announcement and make a statement. Uh, the Roots of Scouting organization, of which I am president and founder, thank God, will hold its annual Jazz in the Sanctuary event. We have four fundraisers a year. This is a major fundraiser. This is coordinated and anchored not only by myself, but Brother Claude Artis, our historian and treasurer, at St. James Episcopal Church, 
on Saturday, June the 17th, the day before Father's Day, at 12 noon, from 12 noon to 3 o'clock, we're featuring the renowned gospel pipe organist and keyboardist Patrick Alston and quartet. And this is a $40 ticket, $40 ticket including a hot lunch. And this is a family affair. Come and don't just bring adults and bring your grandchildren and understand the history of jazz and how that's uh, come emanated from African people in yeah. unity. So we like the, this is a family affair. So give us a call at 443-651-2578, 443-651-2578. Our deadline is the 13th of this month for tickets so that we can buy the food. We got a base. It's based on our head count of who's going to show up. Uh, also, no, let me. Quickly. I'm sorry. No, no, I'll say quickly. Go ahead. All right. Just I want to conclude with with you. AI is going to put us out of business if we allow it to. We cannot allow it to do it. I go to my supermarket, go to the supermarket, and what happened? They got me checking myself out. No, I don't need to check myself out. I want service. We cannot be eliminated as human beings, and we must push back. God bless you. Keep up Bro- doing, what, doing what you're doing. Brother Leo, please hold me two seats. Patrick Alston? Man, I know I got to be there. I got to be there. <laughs> lock, lock, lock me down, partner. Thank you much. Appreciate you, good All right. brother. All right. It's uh, 1036. Let's go pick up Gene. Gene, good morning. Uh, hey, Larry. Yeah, I just want to real quickly, uh, you know, congratulate you and thank you for, um, you know, keeping truth to power. Because when you kept you, from the beginning, you said that the uh, the debt uh, ceiling, the debt uh, situation would be resolved, you know, in a timely manner. And it was. So I appreciate I really appreciate that. You good people. Telling, thank you. Telling, telling the truth for that. Uh, I just had one thing. Uh, I have a 27 year old. He's a programmer, analyst and writes code. Right. STEM. Mm. And so we pushed our children into STEM, but then out out of the other side of our neck, we're saying that artificial intelligence is bad. It, artificial intelligence per se, you know, it, it, it can be, con, you know, uh, described as being good or bad. But we it's up to us to explain to our children who we push into STEM, you know, how that works. We have to explain to them the downsides and the upside. So I just I just wanted to say that I'm participating in a um, AI um, what they call beta program through Microsoft, mm. and it's an app on my phone which is called Seeing AI. And what it does for people who are visually impaired or blind, it literally reads our mail. It uh, you know it it translates things so that they can be what do you call shared, and that I can take notes and put them in uh, what do you call it my note my notes app. And that kind of thing. So some of these things are good, but in in 2019, my ex-wife was in China, and when people went to McDonald's, you know, she told me she said people went to McDonald's, they have AIO there where it recognize facial recognition. You don't have to pull a credit card out or anything; it just automatically debits your your account. And that's coming to McDonald's here and other and other retail locations. So, Gene, we're going to spend. Know, please join us uh, next week. You just heard yeah, Brother like, Ray Davis like say he's going to he's going to be uh, putting.
that in front of us. I am scared. Yes. I'm, I'm be tell you, man. But I'm willing to listen to other folks so I can be better educated. But right now, I'm worried yeah, about man. AI. All right. Larry, again, man. Thank you for truth. For, you know, uh, putting truth to power. Man. Appreciate you coming on board as you do. Thank you much. Let's quickly go over here and pick up. Uh, uh oh, are you running, Bobby? Have you decided yet? <laughs> Good morning, Bobby. <laughs> Good morning, Senator. And I would just like to say your wonderful ministry to us in Baltimore, even though it's not five days again, we still miss you. But I think this city know how valuable and valuable you are. Senator, Thank you. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned about the mayor, the city council president, and Mr. Costoto giving a rebuke to the person, the head of Taurus down there. Mm -hmm. I believe, and this is me speaking, the greater Baltimore killing day, allow them to attack this person. Mm -hmm. Now, now, Senator, let's be perfectly clear. Brandon Scott have no stones to be thrown at anybody, considering he is the CEO of this city, and I will give you $2,000 if you can name any city-run agency led by Brandon Scott that the citizens of Baltimore is satisfied for what we're getting. You look at DPW. Ivan Bates should have issued a criminal citation against Mr. Mitchell. You look at the Baltimore City Housing Authority. Mr. Bates should issue a criminal citation against Janet Abrams. Oh, my God. You look at Baltimore City Public Schools. Not only a warrant should be issued for Dr. Sonia Sanalise, she should be taken out in handcuffs. Need I, need I go further? All these agencies are de facto the mayor appoint the CEOs and the president of these organizations, which is killing the vitality of this city. And lastly, Senator, you mentioned that the city paid out $6.2 million for uh, a settlement with yes. Baltimore. Lawyers. Right, right, with lawyers. But keep in mind, Senator, that when a city union agency goes up against the city to fight for benefits for its workers, if not city employees that representing the city agency it's lawyers from uh uh alexander virginia it's lawyers from washington dc mm. so what i what i'm saying to you senator we who have a ear to hear and we will have a heart for the resident and the city and the city workers this is what we go up you have geds fighting phds but the geds are punished because they have a ged <sighs> This is what we deal with in this city, and no one want to say anything. I, I sent, and I am sending some money to the to the uh, the uh, his name is Gypsy Slicer, the uh, councilman up in Park Heights area. Right. Do you know why I'm sending money to him? Tell me. Do you hear how he's fighting for the city workers? How he's fighting for the DPW workers? I got to be fair and send him some money because Senator. It's no way anything is going to get better if the mayor, the city council, and the city council picking who choose that they're going to go after. They should go after all these city agencies' heads. Okay. There was an article came out that there are 40 workers at DPW that are making six figures. Mm. I'm quite sure none of them drive the, the trash trucks. I'm quite sure none of them pick the trash up in these alleys. I'm quite sure none of them board the vacant houses. And my point of saying this, Senator, something is wrong with this when the are people you, on the ground. Are you going to Bobby, are you going to run? You haven't decided, Senator, Yes, Senator, 
if my community want me to run, I will run to hell and back for my community. I, I know that. I answer your question. All right. I, 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 listen, I've been listening to you. I know I, I'm, I can't say everything you say is correct, but I do know you care. I know you're dedicated, and I definitely know you're a watchdog. And you are a dangerous person sitting in that council, dangerous in the sense of positive, that the community will know they got an unbroad, unbossed person in that seat. I don't know which one you might be want to go after, but you need to run, man. Thank you, Senator. And let's be perfectly clear. All the stuff I have been said, I have not yet been sued, and I have not been called a liar. That's true. Because I like to believe That's true. I can back up what I say with proof and witnesses. But, Senator, we must understand, Senator, that we are dying in this city not because a lack of that we don't have the talent within this city we are dying because who who have this who have the talent in this city is not given the chance to bring their ideas forth now right. I, I give me the exclusive that's all i want just give me the exclusive once you decide i gotta go but give me the exclusive when you decide but in the meantime keep calling of course you know, you know that I'm with you all the way. Thank you much for your time. All right, talking about it. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Family, as I was saying earlier this morning, I was so honored uh, to, I mean, for years, uh, this guy, along with five other people, put together uh, uh, this very esteemed organization, Black Men Unifying Black Men. And uh, when he gives introduction of the group, you can see the pride that rightfully comes to his face. His co-worker, Michael Eugene Johnson, the chemistry of these two brothers, along with David Murphy. Uh, I just commend them. I applaud them. And, uh, Bill, I'm, I'm really honored to have you on board this morning, brother man. Good morning to you. Hello. You stole my thunder. I just wanted to call and say, man, it was an honor to have you at a monthly breakfast. I mean, you are... Uh, just you being there, man, I did uh, so much for all of us. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being there. And, Larry, I would just like to say this because I know time is short. I- I'm-, I'm glad Ray was on, on board because I-, I said that COVID, they used COVID to change the system. Mm. And even even though some of this technology may be beneficial for us, the technology in the end is going to hurt us more than it help us. Yes, sir. Uh, when, 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 when you look at all the jobs that are going to have to be taken because of technology, do we really think governments around the world is going to take care of all these unemployed people that they're getting ready to create? <sighs> you know, so, I, you know, I, I'm going to be listening for Ray Davis, and I, I just want to say, again, I really just called because I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Larry. It, it was an honor. Just having you there with, with us, so, Bill, Bill. Tell the group. Tell the group how many how many months have y'all been doing this? Tell them. Tell them. Well, it, this was our hundred and tenth consecutive. A hundred and ten consecutive first Saturdays of the month meeting of these black men. Whew, man, yes, I, I just want I just want to emphasize that, and I, I think it's it's, it's you, you're making a record. Uh, I was looking at the uh, strong piece that Reginald Williams did for y'all back in April of this year. And uh, that should be given to everybody. Uh, every international ministerial line should take and get copies of this and put it in their church bulletins. So their black men in these churches know that in addition to getting the Christian education that you get, you can get come to this one meeting a month, just one meeting a month, unifying, and, uh, man, I just commend y'all. And every time y'all meet, please let me know. And let us know. And let us know. Let us know. 
Absolutely. Again, like, thank you. And so much I can say, but I know time is short. So right. I just want to say thank you. All right, buddy. And, uh, uh, okay, thank you. Appreciate you much. Thank you so very much. It's uh, okay. Can we get Brother Hockey up in here? Good morning. Yes. Yes, sir. Good morning. Now, uh, how are you doing today, my brother? Doing better. Doing better. Oh, man. You, you blowing up with, with the podcast. You're going to be like that Joe Rogan, aren't you? <laughs> Rogan, whatever, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, brother. Hey, but thanks for having Brother Beverly on and, and, and with uh, Brother Ray. And, and I appreciate Brother Ray because uh, a few weeks ago, and we haven't been able to really get it out on the airwaves or, you know, but, but you know, Brother Ray put me in a position to, you know, coordinate with, uh, the you know, the group, uh, the Baltimore County group, uh, a black male symposium. It was a full-day Saturday event. And we had, a, you know, we, we expected more young people, but the men that were there, you know, we were very, you know, proud of, of you know, what we were able, about 10, 10 black men, that came together and, you know, we had about 20 something uh, youth. I don't know if he, he mentioned all that, but, you know, I appreciate Brother Beverly as well. But Ella, you know, and one thing, um, you know, about Brother Ray, you know, he's always supportive. And like, for instance, um, and, and we mentioned this before about the Freedom Ride. This coming next week, we're going to miss the Afram. Uh, but, you know, and, and Sister Kim Poole, my partner, you know, in, in organizing this, she actually spoke Elwha, at the, the NAM. She, she's a member of Baltimore NAM, but, she, you know, we we have the, the uh, Peace and Artists too. But, we, you know, she, she spoke at the uh, national conference, and we're excited to take 36 uh, youth mm. in different states. And we, and we leave uh, this coming Sunday, so we're excited. And, uh, well, you, actually, so you're going to leave this? Go talk. talk. I got three minutes. Go share those. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, thank you. All right, yeah. So we we got so we we started in the Baltimore area, going through Farmville, Virginia. Oh well, DC first, you know, to the museum and to the MLK statue, to Farmville, Virginia, to Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, you know where the green um, the Greensboro forwards, the protests in Woolworths, and then on the Greenville, North Carolina, South Carolina, where. Uh, Jesse Jackson's from many historical things there. Then on to Atlanta, uh, but but this year we end up in Memphis to to, to make it short, uh, brother. You know, and, and and that wasn't based upon anything. We just wanted to do something. Last year we went to Topeka, Kansas, and uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Hmm. Uh, but this year we're going to Memphis, so we're excited about that. Several uh, Baltimore City uh, students uh, will be uh, joining us, and. Um, you know, we we just appreciate the the support that we we've been able to give uh, Brother Willie Flowers, and uh, you know, uh, I believe it's the Howard County NAACP. We're one of our supporters, and you know, we're just grateful to to you know have the opportunities uh, to you know share this history. I mean, uh, and we're grateful even to live in Maryland with Parent J Mitchell. And you know that they, I'm sorry, I mean, they going to rebuild his house there. Oh, uh, uh, you know, they got a grant for something, I believe. But, um, but yeah, so we got oh, Wait a minute. Now, that's the, on the, the home that he has right there on Carrollton and Lafayette? Parents? Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. There was a group that met, oh, my goodness, about a, 10 years ago, partner. But I okay. haven't heard much back from that. And so I go past it. Every now and then my mind will flip to say, why are they going to do something, man? That be I know they're going to take and uh, fix the Juanita Mitchell uh, building right there, at Drew Hill and um, uh, Drew Hill Lanville, but I didn't know that uh, Parent Mitchell had gotten some resources. It's need. It needs to be done. 
goodness knows. That would be a wonderful, wonderful thing for us to do. Yeah, I'm excited. I just just learned more about that. And, All right. So it, it's going to be happening. But but I, I thank you and, you know, look forward to seeing you around there, Baba. All right. Thank you very much. Good luck. That's Good Brother luck. Haki family, thank you so very much. Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, family, I, I, let me just tell you, uh, do not miss at the arena players. Do not miss this. You only have, what is it now? Let's see, one, two, only two weeks left. And there is a production, a musical, Nina. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful production. Everybody that uh, uh, I went fr last Friday and then this weekend I was out of town, but I, some friends went and everybody's telling me it is well worth it. Well worth it. Uh, you remember this song right here? That's one of her songs, of course. But uh, th now that when when she when she did that, I, I can't say everybody, but most of the people who were there turned or <laughs> looked around to see what I was going to do, because of course I've adopted it as one of my major three songs. But this is the one that shakes the house up. And um, by the way, Sean was just told us in the last thirty seconds, family. So we gotta be patient. Got that right. Tennessee made me lose my rest. That's true. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Mm. Alabama's got me so upset. True. Tennessee made me lose my rest. Okay. Everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Can't you see it? I know you can feel I wish we had time, family. If you haven't. <laughs> it is a powerful song, and most of it can still be used to this very day. Miss Nina Simone, and uh, make your way there. <laughs> yeah, make your way there to see uh, the production. It's only two weeks left. This coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Shows start at 8 o'clock on Friday and Saturday, 4 o'clock on Sunday. And then you've got the Friday and Saturday after that. And if it's enough to me, I, and I could, I asked them to stay one more week because it's just being received so very, very well. And um, you can call 410-728-6500. That's 410-728-6500. Arena players right there on the corner of McCullough and Martin Luther King. And parking is fine all around the, the spot. And uh, you should make your way. Also, if you want, um, I am uh, putting out my first publication. And uh, so since I've put together the group of LY Media and Communication Group, and if you'd like to have a copy of it sent to you, uh, give us a phone call and let us have your uh, address, and we'll be happy to send it to you. The number, if you want to be 
to receive a copy, it's 667-910-1023. That's 667-910-1023. And you'll get a copy of the LY Media and Communication Group and our first publication. And look forward to making sure that you get your copy. And are you aware that uh, people move, address changes, but you didn't set up a mail follow forwarding? So now your money might be your money might be sitting your money might be sitting in the uh, will be sitting unclaimed. Yeah, we'd be sitting unclaimed, and the controller of the state, and that's fantastic, Brooke Lieberman, in Maryland, the unclaimed money found in old investment accounts, stocks, bonds, and even forgotten safety deposit boxes eventually make its way to the office of the controller. And there are uh, the staff works to reunite Marylanders with their money. Yes. And last year, the controller says that they gave out $80 million, $80 million in unclaimed money back to Marylanders. But almost $1.5 million unclaimed property accounts remain. Now, are you one of them? Is one of them yours? So, now, I hope, I, I always used to check on this. I'm looking at a publication that's about, ooh, I would say about 50 pages. Nope, nope, 102 pages. And I look through it. I never, I don't find my name in it just yet, Miss Mabel. But I keep looking every year. You both my name. <laughs> so, but listen, maybe your name might be in it. So if it is, uh, I'm gonna look to see if Sean's name's in it. So. Yeah, you check both of my names. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, listen, family. This that's 80 million. You don't know. Now, you know, before before she was put off the air for doing it, this maybe I used to give out numbers, and the lottery people came in and said, "I can't have it no more." And so we had to say, for entertainment purposes only. They held me for bail. That's what they did. They let me go. They bail. So listen, family, thank you so very much for listening in to In Conversation with L.Y. Don't forget that uh, we're now going to be made available to be uh, in multiple sites. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, and many more to come. So stay tuned. All right, thank you so very, very much for listening in. And to each and every one of you, peace. Coming up next, the legend herself. Good morning to you. Thank you much. God bless.